0: Hey, it's Pastor Mike. Before we get started with today's episode, I want to encourage you to check out our other Time of Grace podcasts, like Bible Threads with Dr. Bruce Becker. Uh, Bruce has an amazing way of going deep on some of the coolest things in the Bible, teaching us things that maybe we never learned before, despite years and years of Bible reading. If you're interested, just search for Bible Threads wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And now on to today's episode. One of my favorite unexpected interactions that Jesus has with his disciples, it occurs in Matthew, chapter 9. And what Jesus does, he's he's like looking out with the disciples and just seeing the sea of humanity that's there. And and Christ's heart is hurting because he knows how many of them just don't love him. They don't know the Father in heaven and they're going away from eternal paradise and joy. And as Jesus' heart is hurting, he talks to his disciples, like, we just need, we need more workers more people that can bring the the gospel to these hurting hearts. And so Jesus says, we should we should pray about that that God would send more workers out there. So this is recorded in Matthew chapter 9 as I said. Here it is right at the end of the chapter. Jesus says this, "The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest therefore to to send out workers into his harvest field." So Jesus has this prayer with his disciples finishes the prayer, and then basically, you see in chapter 10, Jesus sends out the 12. Jesus finishes the prayer and he's like, well, hey, would you look at that? God answered our prayer. You, you disciples, you are the answer of this prayer. You are going to be the ones going out there to help the world. Do you see what Jesus did there? In the previous video in this series, and we're studying Judges chapter three, in the Bible. In the previous video, I talked to you about someone that you know, someone that you love, that's that's struggling in life. And I encouraged you to be the one to interrupt, to go to help them. Would you you look at that? God answered our prayer. Uh, Once again, now you, you are the one that that God is sending out. And maybe in this video right now, or in the previous video, you maybe got a pit in your stomach a little bit that goes. Am I really the right choice? Am I really the right one? By the way, when you read Judges chapter 3, Ehud in Judges chapter 3 felt the same exact way. Ehud was this regular, everyday believer of God. And then God called him to be the one to deliver the Israelite nation. But he felt unqualified, the wrong choice. And the the weird reason why, uh, I have it recorded for you here in Scripture. I want to read this for you. Why Ehud felt like he was the wrong choice. Uh, Judges chapter 3, we're verse 15. Here it is. And the Israelites cried out to the Lord and he gave them a deliverer, a, a judge. Ehud, here it is, a left-handed man. What? <laughs> why did God choose to record that? And why would that actually make Ehud this unpopular, the, the seemingly wrong choice. Well, there's a practical reason, but before we get to that, first of all, to all my left-handed friends out there, God loves you, okay? You're, you're whole in Jesus. God loves you. But there's a there's a practical reason why Ehud being left-handed was seemingly the wrong choice to bring a military judgment upon the king who was oppressing the Israelites. Here it is. The Israelites all fought, and soldiers back then, all fought right-handed. So you're standing in a line, they all fought right-handed. If Ehud was left-handed, I realize this is the right side of your screen, but this is my left hand. Um, If Ehud fought left-handed, his arm would run into the arm of the guy right next to him. So like, their swords would knock into each other, they couldn't defend themselves, they were vulnerable. And then Ehud's right hand didn't have a sword and this guy's left hand didn't have a sword. There's this this big section where they were vulnerable. To fight left-handed meant you were a a liability, a vulnerability to the other people around. So think of Ehud like a military reject. Weird that God would choose him. And then, I don't read this, but then it says he was a Benjamite. So like from the tribe of Benjamin. And back then Birth order was a huge deal. Benjamin was the youngest of Jacob's sons. And so he's, again, the unlikely choice. And, and the tribe of Benjamin was like one of the smallest tribes. It just makes no sense. And yet God looked at Ehud and said, You're perfect. You're the one. Way too often we can feel like, I'm, I'm not qualified to be the person to go to someone that I love and I see them hurting, but man, I'm, I'm just not the one to to help them. Like, I don't know the, the Bible well enough. Like, what if they ask me a question and I get it wrong? Like, I, I, I can make it worse. I'm not, I'm not the right one. Or, I'm not skilled in grief counseling. Like, I don't know how to help them through this. Or addiction and, and how to get them on the right pathway. Like, I don't know this stuff. I'm not good into social work. Um, I, and if you've met me, like, I, I kind of jacked up my own life. Like, <laughs> I'd, I'd be a hypocrite to show someone else how to live. I'm just, I'm not the right one. And here's the amazing thing. God looks at you and says, you're perfect. You're the one. Let me explain why. Your friend doesn't need someone who has all the answers. You know what your friend needs? A friend. A friend who's going to be obvious. A friend that's going to be intentional. A friend who's going to go in when everyone else has gone out. And that's the type of person that God sees in you to be to that one that you love. By the way, when you read the whole Bible, God has a, he has a history of using the unexpected. And Moses stuttered, right? He's supposed to deliver the message let God's people go, right? And Moses stuttered and God chose him. David murdered. Noah got drunk. And James and John, disciples of Jesus, had wicked, wicked bad tempers. And God looked at them and said, you're, you're the right choice. God looks at you and says the same thing. God chooses you. He's chosen you. He wants you to be the one. To be the one that goes in to that friend who's in need and to be there with them and introduce them to the peace, the love that comes in Jesus. You've got power in that message. And that message works. Be not afraid. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you. You were the unexpected choice. You were the unexpected one that would be our savior. Born to unwed parents, to a conquered nation of people in a backwater town. But, Jesus, you were perfect. You are perfect. And you've given us that perfection. Lord, may we never look at ourselves and think, I am unworthy because you've made us worthy. And we bring a message of peace that transforms lives. Lord, move our hearts to be the one, to be the friend that goes in to share the love of Jesus, your love with that friend who is in need. Give us that boldness. Amen.